You hear me Back again. Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> Welcome to the OFD podcast. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I'm able to to find the uh, I I found the uh, Subway Domer intro uh, intro somewhere laying around. So that just means one thing, right? So uh, this is the uh, Joshua Vole, site manager, emperor, supreme warlord, and defender of the faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SB Nation Network. And I got a special guest tonight. I had a, I had a real someone back into the biz here uh, for for a quick half hour. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. I am uh, I'm the artist the artist formerly known as Irish Titanus. Dug him out of the crypt, y'all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I mean, for real, people have been asking for the better part of a year, like, you know, how's Wes doing? What's he up to? What's Martin up to? I see Martin's LinkedIn posts like every other day. He's very professional. Yeah, he's a machine. He's yeah, he's cranking. He's a content creator yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but then I mean people have been saying hey can't can't you bring Wes and Martin back on for for just for just a show here or there and I was kind of like ha 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 like these guys I like I didn't want to say like these guys are so done with talking on the mic <laughs> yeah these guys don't know shit what do you want to listen to them for <laughs> like, like no they're, like they're just done they're just, <laughs> I listened to the uh, to the goodbye episode I listened to my sappy thank you and then the goodbye episode uh, right after we talked the other night. Because uh, I was up all night and was like, oh, hey, I'll just listen to this shit. How uh, long ago was that? Was that last season or two seasons ago? Uh, that was – that had to have been – I think 18 was your last season. Oh, my gosh, that man. last real episode was after Notre Dude. Dame lost to Clemson in the playoff. And you're like <laughs> – Okay. And you said, this is Notre Dame's ceiling. And two years later, you're probably – not probably. You are correct. That is – the ceiling so far has been just making the playoff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks, so what do you, so, it's so, we're here to, thing, right? so, we're, so we're here to say I was right. Well, all right, there you go. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, well that's a, that, well, the funny thing is when we were talking before I uh, hit record, you thought, but the game kind of changed over to like Notre Dame. Finally, <laughs> we've been RTDB. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a thousand yards. Just gra- what's his name, dude? I feel like what's what's the running back's name? Is it Williams? Is that what you said? Aaron Williams. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I. From, I mean, Notre Dame's uh, coming out with like four tight four tight ends. They used yeah. a fullback this season. Uh, Tommy Trimble I played. Lo- I mean, it was. I love the way that kid runs. I the games that I watched this year, I was like, finally somebody figured it out. Yeah, he he rocks the uh, midriff like. Chris Zorich style, right? Tucked up, tucked oh, yeah. up. At the, uh, it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a homage to, uh, to Ezekiel Elliott where they're from 
same area. Maybe I don't know if it's the same. I don't think it's the same high school, but it's the same area down there in St. Louis. Okay, okay. gotcha. So, but yeah, yeah so no, he's, Notre, yeah, he's Notre, Notre Dame's yeah. doing the thing, but it's a different game out there now. It's like Alabama's like throwing fucking wild, you know, for five hundred yeah. game and. It's so everything, everything flipped on us. Like, like we should have been this like eight years well, ago. Well, it's crazy how that works. Like, too, like Charlie, it, White, like Charlie Weiss would have a fucking heyday right now. He would, he would have a heyday. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> look, if you got Charlie, all you're going to do is you're going to throw 19 <laughs> fades to Michael Floyd in a row. I, I mean, that's fine. The two but, biggest complaints, the two biggest complaints, honest to God with, with Notre Dame fans and Notre Dame football over the, over the last few years, especially this year, is the fact that Notre Dame doesn't have that elite five-star quarterback like a Jimmy Clausen and don't push the ball downfield in the passing game like with Golden Tate and Michael Floyd. You know what I'm saying? So like Charlie well, White, you, you see Charlie, what that gets you see what that gets you though. <laughs> you but you see what a vertical threat gets you because I mean, dude, when Zaire got hurt and they threw Kaiser in I mean, that team had a decent record. They were okay. Well, what was that? 2016? 20, maybe. Oh, what well, definitely wasn't 2016. That was that was 2015. 15. Okay. Um, Fuller then, thank God. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. It's like you know, you don't even have to be a good coach. You just all you got to do is just chuck it as deep as you can. Will Fuller is going to get it, and that saves you a Virginia game. Or you know, I mean, that's a, that's a that's a get out of jail free card. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know who's uh, Avery Davis isn't that guy, and uh, you know, I don't know whatever. But that's, yeah, I mean, that's a nice thing to have for sure. Um, but you know, hey, whatever. I, I I don't know. I, I that book had a good year, didn't he? I didn't watch a, I didn't watch every He's, play this year. He I, I think he did. book left Notre Dame as the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. He has more wins than any other Notre Dame quarterback in history yeah that's not that's not, a, that's not that's not something to like put your nose on people i don't people have very strong opinions about ian book but i mean you won a lot of fucking games and that's pretty much what's supposed to count right yeah well and look I, yeah so you know, it's funny I, I i talked to my brother he came over to watch the super bowl over here and I mentioned to him that, hey, I talked to Josh and, you know, whatever. We're going to do a play. He started laughing. Um, <laughs> but, you know. Anyone in? No, I mean, look, he made a similar comment to, to what you just said, with, you know, about the farewell episode, which is just like, hey, you know, you guys kind of left it as, look, you know, we've we've run this to its logical conclusion, which is Brian Kelly is really good. Whether it's him or the program or whatever it is, like they're really, really good. They're just not elite. Maybe they hit their ceiling. Like, you know, you're going to see some nice wins from now till then, but not a whole lot's going to change. My brother made a comment about uh, a video that we did way. I mean, this is like pre subway domer, like, like new school fools, like old shit. And it's actually, it's still on YouTube, but, um, but it's like 11 years ago it, it, when we were talking and, and when Kelly was, had just been hired uh, and Weiss was out the door, you know, and, and he goes, I mean, it's his exact words are, is Notre Dame the best good team or are they the worst great team? And, and that question is still valid, I think. Um, and through all the stuff and it's like, you know, books got a really nice record going out the door with the most wins possible. And that like, 
Hey man, if you're Ian book, you just, all you do is win as many games as you can, which is what he did. You're, you can't fault a guy, uh, by any means. I mean, he had a great career at the same time though. Um, you know, it's like Dan Marino won a bunch of, a bunch of games in the NFL. Right. Um, right. Tom Brady, Tom Brady's packing down championships. So I, I understand that not everybody can be Nick Saban. Not everybody can have, you know, like 19 NFL players to, to throw it to. I get it. But, um, it's just, it's, I think the difference is just that, you know, being a stat accumulator or Brian Kelly now being a win accumulator versus, you know, a, a championship performer, because I, that was the second part of that, that conversation. That's a good, that's a good, good correlation because the second, the second part of that video, I think it's called, if anybody wants to Google, it, it's called like the magic of Notre Dame's green Jersey, I think. And the video that I dropped on it was, was the, uh, 77 throwbacks that they wore against USC, uh, which is, oh, obviously, yeah, the, which is obviously my favorite uni ever. Oh, but, always, um, always, but the second part was my buddy, Matt, just dogging on the inconsistency. He's like, look, you know, Weiss has had some really good years and he's also had some dog shit years, you know, Davey willing, like everybody, they've had some really good years and then they've had some blow up years. So, so, you know, not only was it is Notre Dame the best good team, but also they're they're wildly inconsistent. Now I'll say this: I mean, Kelly has put up a couple of of turds uh, for seasons for sure, but I think he is by and large mastered the consistency part, right? Yeah. So let me, I mean, let me throw I, this at this you. So 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 listen to this one: Notre Dame has not lost to an unranked team since 2016, which is the second highest streak second longest streak in the country behind Alabama, who I think the last time they lost to an unranked team was like, Oh, six or some shit. Or no, oh. I think it was like, Oh, Oh, seven, Oh, eight. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's but bad. That's, that's way an, the hell. But that's, that's an amazing stat. That's an amazing stat. And that's something for, to be proud of if you're Notre Dame, right. Or Notre Dame fans. I think but at I the same time, it's like the wayside because it, it still doesn't mean that you're beating the elite teams like on a consistent basis, but that's what it is. Right. For sure. What's a lot of people, which, which, which makes that like unlovable for a lot of people. But I I think that that perspective needs to be shown. They're like, look, like all this time with Weiss, Willingham, Davey, even fucking Lou Holtz, you were dropping some dogs. You were dropping some dog ass games. And somehow Kelly, since the, since the 16, disaster of a fucking year has brought this thing around where it just every, everything's you're just, you're, you're not in the top three or four teams in the country. And that sucks for a lot of Notre Dame fans and it really burns their ass. But at the same time, it's like, that's not bad. That's, I mean, it's not like the elite. You can't say it's elite. That's pretty fucking good. Right. No, look, it's, it's, it's again, I mean, it's, it's Ian book's career. It's Brian Kelly's career at this point. It's, it's what Notre Dame's become. It's a blue chip stock, dude. It's like, it's great that you've become this, this pillar of consistency. That's, that's fine. It's just, it's very low volatility at this point, which most people need in their portfolio. But when you're watching Bitcoin set new highs or GameStop whip fucking from 50 50 bucks to 500 bucks, you know, these high volume. Did you get in on that? No, I don't know. I didn't want anything to do with that shit, dude. Um, I got, I got, I got enough on my, uh, on my plate as it is. Um, 
But look, but in these high vol envi- environments, you know, you you can stomach some losses or some some swings because you know that there's another all time high or there's another peak coming. Or if you don't know, quote unquote, you at least have reason to believe that because you haven't been uh, had your balls blown off by a, like a major drawdown or or a major you know uh, market crash yet. So you're like, hey, if you bought Bitcoin and then it goes down ten thousand, you're like, fuck it, I'll just buy more because it's only going to go up twenty. So if you were a team that had a, a subpar year, you don't you don't hit the eject button if you think that you can reason if you're Ohio State and you can reasonably compete for a title within the next year or two. You're like, fuck, dude, all we need our quarterback got hurt. All we need is just, you know, for the next guy or for fields to transfer or whoever it is like you have a, you have some upside to believe in. Notre Dame, the good thing about it is they're, they're not volatile anymore like that. They're not putting in those eight loss seasons or seven and six and six, the Charlie Weiss kind it, of shit. It ain't eight know? and five anymore. It ain't the bad. Yeah, right, exactly. You, eight, you've gra- you graduated from, from coach Osinko. That's the good news. Bad news is look, it's still a performing. It's still a performing in, like a uh, investment, if you will. I mean, it's still an uptrend, still paying dividends. You're still getting your 10 wins a year and everything's hunky dory, but it's hard not to have this FOMO when you're watching the guy next to you rolling a fucking Lambo out of his porch, uh, uh, you know, out of his garage, uh, in, in, in popping champagne bottles. Cause he just got rich on Bitcoin. You're like, shit, man, uh, this UPS and, and FedEx stock is really doing great, but man, you know, like, I, know, I, I will say though, the, the win over Clemson, when Clemson was ranked number one in the, in the country this last season, that, that was pretty fucking high. That was, that was, that was a high, do- that was a high dog right there. That was, if that, you know, that, that was one of the biggest regrets about, uh, I don't know, regrets, not even the right word, but you know, in this COVID year where there isn't the giant crowd there and there isn't the, uh, you know, I, I wasn't up there covering the game and like so much of what goes on, like on a big win like that, you know, it was all gone because of fucking COVID. But it was, but, are you just saying in the context of that people weren't storming the field and tearing the, tearing the, ripping the oh, ACC the did, logo off the field or what? Well, people, people were doing that anyway. <laughs> <Students. Yeah. laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like it, it's a big difference. It, it's a big difference between sitting in the, the hand, you know, sitting on your hands type game with Navy inside that stadium and sneaking away with a win that beating the number one team in the country at night uh, on a year where you're undefeated. How much trying to try to prove yourself? How much stock did you put into that win out of curiosity? A ton, a ton. Really? I, Am I, I mean, look, I'm obviously I'm jaded and I've stepped away from, you know, from college football and certainly from, I I know from, I've been creating content, but did you not have any, was there no, like, look, I mean, it's a nice win. You can't say that beating the top team in the country is not a nice win. It's great. But they also didn't have their best offensive player and their best defensive player. I mean, does that, does that uh, minimize it for people at all? Or are you just like fucking enjoy it? Would you? Here's the thing. I don't think I, I honestly, God, don't think Trevor Lawrence was as much of a difference as like Tyler Davis was on the other side of the ball. He's the linebacker, right? Right. No, the yeah. defensive lineman. Now, line, so, yeah. so, so here's so here's the thing. I mean, DJ Uyangalale had a Polynesian, mind you. I've, I've been I've been I've been doing the Polynesian rabbit hole the last couple of days, and I know that you got my back on that one. But anyways, <laughs> dude, he had he had like the best day ever against another day. Dame football team. Yeah. Ever. Like ever. 
So I there was there and, and, and people were pointing out some situations they think maybe Lawrence would have done something different. Okay, whatever. But this guy still played balls out. He's still a five star. He would start like at 126 other schools in the country. You know what I mean? So yeah. let, let, don't don't downplay him. He's fucking great. <clears throat> now the you know the guys they had on the defensive side. That's a different story. However, but what wasn't brought up when Notre Dame played by, you know, a bunch of talking heads when Notre Dame played Clemson was, yeah, they got their defensive guys back, but Hey, we're down pretty much the best center in college football and Jared Patterson. And what, where was the pressure coming at during the game? All up the middle. It was coming up the fucking gut. Uh, so, you know, th- there's, there's given it's football. There's injuries. There's shit that goes on. It is what it is. You know, 10 years from now, do, do you really, do you really are dissecting it that much? No, you beat the number one team in the country. It's fine. It's, it's a big deal. It's, it wasn't like this team is, it wasn't like they were a bad team. Yeah, no, no, look, I mean, it's, it is, it is, it's, and if they were so, if they were so down and out, why the hell do you rank up number one in the country? Why? Yeah. Well, we, we played a team. We played a team in the regular. Yeah. We played a team in the regular season this year a good team. And then we played them again in sectionals. <laughs> Tell everybody. It's hard to, it's, it's hard. To, they don't need to know it, but, uh, it's no, hard to be, I, I, I about your peewee football. Uh, he said, I, I like, I know what's going to come on. I said, Oh no dog. He's at Dwight. I, I, I assisted, I assisted a, a, a high school team. You don't need to say the name of it. It's fine. But, um, but no, look, we played a really good team during the season. We played them again in sectionals. It's hard to beat somebody twice. I mean, I, so I'm, I'm sympathetic to the fact that Notre Dame had to play Clemson again. They I don't know if that where in college football, when you played a team, I can't remember what the years was. Like they did a certain spread of years. And if a team had to play a second time, like the loser of the first game won like 90% of the time. And it the has to be over 50. And, and, I would think. Listen, it's, it's, it's ridiculously high. It's like somewhere between like 80 and 90%. And not only that, but the wins are generally blowouts too. It isn't just another, is another close game. It's a fucking complete turnaround. So that, now, that, so that being said, all, I don't sense. think, yeah. <laughs> now that being said, I don't think that Notre Dame walked like, unlike maybe some other teams that are playing someone for a second time, I, you know, I don't think that Notre Dame suffered from overconfidence going into the ACC championship game. I don't think that they, they suffered thought, from already knowing that they were in the playoffs. That, see, that's, I, I, I think that's more, I think that's more of the issue, right? Cause, I mean, cause I, you could say, if you, be, if you get blown out by 50 and you're in, and so they didn't get blown out by 50 and they knew that and they were, so they're in, I think that yeah. played a, a bigger part than what I, I think even Kelly might've alluded to it kind of saying, you know, there wasn't, I mean, he was kind of half honest about it. I'll give him credit on that one. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I just, I don't think the, at the same, at it, the same time it, though, man, dude, you got as a coach, you got to You should be stepping on the gas there because oh, look, yeah. man, that, that might be, let's be, I don't know. Uh, maybe there's news and I, I wouldn't even know if there was, but that could potentially be the only conference championship game that Notre Dame ever plays in ever. Probably. Yeah. Now, so why don't you go? Let's fucking win it, would you? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you may say we're already in there, but for like, you know, Joshua, Mister Rivalry Trophy himself, Vols. I, exactly. I mean, like, hey, you know what? You put this shit stain logo on your field for the year. Go fucking win the. Go win their that trophy. Was, that was like that was what that was all the lead in. 
I mean, that's, that's like 28% of what I talked about was what are we going to do with this ACC trophy when we win it? Let's fucking steamroll it and let's bolt it to what the is it a, What is it? Like a, a, like, a, like a bronze bag of Levi Garrett? What the fuck? Like, what's their trophy? It, it's it's a it's a stupid like <laughs> it's just a it's a football on top of <laughs> a, vin, a a vinegar based a, sauce in a, on a on a stand. It's what is cool it? As, like it's not as cool as a rivalry trophy, but I got gotcha. it's, right. it's still like the big quirk, right? It's like the one time this was the this was the time you know where everyone's like Notre Dame needs to join a conference, blah 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 blah. And by the way, the ACC is fucking garbage, anyways. But it was you go you go in and win it. And they can't say shit for pretty much ever. Now you nah, made it to right. the ACC championship game and that should shut up most people about And by, and by the way, their, their strength of schedule dropped considerably going, <laughs> going yeah. to a cop than it was being independent. But I mean, right. no, you know, Joe fan, Joe fan that is fucking bleeding gator blood. doesn't give a shit. He doesn't understand any of that. You know, he yeah. just conference yeah. conference. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like for for your average Florida State guy who thinks that ACC is hot shit, you know, like, hey, look, dude, you know, if you say, well, look, we won your conference. What's your point? You know, like, I mean, it wasn't for Dabo Sweeney and and Clemson. The ACC would be worse than the fucking Pac-12. And then now that Jimbo's gone, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're you're gonna put that all on Jimbo, huh? Well, I mean, like he was the only other like solid coach in in the conference, right? Up until his departure. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, you had, I mean, the uh, Beamer, who you know, re- ended up retiring. Uh, I, but yeah. I mean, that was more than a few years ago. It was what? Is, is, Fu- is, Fu- is Fuentes still there at Vatech? Oh, he, he, yeah, he's still at Vatech, but yeah, gotcha. I, I think you and I were both convinced, like after sixteen, like dude, that's a great hire, blah. blah. No, I don't think so. Really. <laughs> It's it's not been a it's not been a good. It's hard to be it's uh, hard to be the guy after the guy, man. You want to be the guy after the guy after the guy. I mean, so. I was I was impressed with Fuente that first year, and especially like being able to talk. We don't get that anymore after uh, games at Notre Dame Stadium where where they get brought in the same room. So I don't talk. Is it to is, it, is, it Fu- is it Fuente singular, not Fuentes plural? Yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's the All singular. Right. It's a single. All right, sorry. I I, I I attributed him one too many Fuentes there. My, my I retract. Just the one Fuente. But yeah, I was impressed. Yeah. Uh, just speaking with him and, and, uh, and what we what they were going on, they kind of stuck one out of there uh, up in South Bend with some uh, shitty non-targeting calls against uh, Kaiser Soze. But uh, it was what it was. Uh, but yeah, the, the conference is garbage. It's just, I mean, you got Pat Narduzzi head coach of pit for God's sake. So I mean, pit? Yeah. And, yeah. All right, and so, and so Clark Lee took the head job at wake. Is that, that's right. Right. No, Andy, Vandy, Vandy, yeah, Vanderbilt. I'm sorry. That's yeah. right. Vandy. Yeah, well, good for him. That was, do you, all right. So let me ask you this. Do you feel like when, when Diaco left for UConn, you know, of course you're losing like Manti and all these other things. And you just had this magical run 2012, but you know, just like when a head, like when a four-year starter or some prolific QB leaves, and you're like, "Fuck, man, this is going to be a rebuilding year," or like that was our best shot and we didn't capitalize. You know, kind of vibe. I mean, is there a sense around the program, or do you feel like 
Clark Lee's leaving. Damn it. This was our best chance to win it. And we didn't get it done this year. And now we got to start oh, no. from scratch or, or is it, is no, that I, not the feeling? There is, because actually, because when, because when, uh, what's his nuts left for, for, uh, A&M, you know, Elko, you're like, well, Clark Lee's going to do fine. No big deal. I was just curious. Do you, is there a, a, a co- as competent of a replacement for him? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think, okay. uh, and I think there's even more, there's even more juice to this where with Marcus Freeman now, uh, I, I think everyone was at, Notre Dame won big. I mean, I mean, this isn't something Notre Dame normally does where they're able to get the hot shot, uh, assistant hire, you know, like they don't win that, that battle most time, like 99% of the times they did this time around. So they got a, they got what was considered one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. Plus his is this guy from, is this a guy from Cincinnati? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Plus his recruit, his recruiting chops compared to Lee are it's, it's there's no comparison. He's a, he, is, he's just, a, he's more of a dog on the trail by, you know, by, by leaps and bounds than Lee. I'm not, I'm not trying to put Clark Lee down. The dude was fucking incredible and I love him. And I was, sad to see him go. But with this hire with Marcus Freeman, uh, it's got fans even more excited to see what's in store because, uh, that's how good he is. You know, you're, you're happy for Clark Lee. He's, he's doing his thing. Uh, so this is a, it's a good situation all the way around. The, but is this guy X's and O's or is he just a good recruiter? Cause let's be honest, Hamilton and like, I mean like all these guys in Notre Dame's, uh, defensive unit are not shitty athletes. They're not, it's not oh, like no, Notre no. Dame hasn't been, hasn't been recruiting defensive players, dude. They're so, fucking, it's as stacked as they, as they've ever been. Is this guy a, a, a scheme or two, or is he just going to load? I mean, or is it just like, Hey, just turn it into a sec defense and let him go kill so people. What, so what he ran at Wisconsin at Cincinnati was basically like a three, three, five which kind of had people a little bit on edge. Now you remember when Elko came to Notre Dame, when he first came, it was a, it was called a basically like a four, two, five. And, it, and it's, it runs mostly off of four, three concepts, you know, with that Rover being the outside linebacker, but then you do use the drop that, that end, that drop. End you just move that. In. You just can move that outside guy up to the line and rush yeah, so, him or, yeah, you know, right, I mean, that's so, a flex, that's a flex position anyways. Right. He, yeah. He, he kind of answered it a little bit and just saying like, he's not married to scheme. It's going to be more based around players, which is a 100% what you want to hear, especially For when sure. you hear a, a three, three, five in, in today's college game. It, you know, I don't know how many teams are really lining up for three. I mean, how many times, I mean, you're going to be a nickel, but I mean, I, there's a, just a ton of different formations going on there because of how wide open the game is. He seems to be a guy who's able to, to roll the punches and to, and to be able to put his best players out there. And what's nice too, is that our cornerbacks coach, Mike Mickens, who we get, who we hired away from Cincinnati's like our feeder school, you know, uh, we got Mike. Mickens out <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, that's where you, that's where you well, get your, uh, big well, timer coach. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, Mickens and Freeman play together at, at Wayne high school in Dayton. Yeah. So yeah. they know each other very well. You know, the, so it's a, it's, there's a good dynamic going on. And is, look, is, I don't think we don't think Freeman's going to be here. Probably, probably max two years is kind of what we're putting at. And, and then, at and then it, what? What is it? I mean, well, it was. This? I think yeah, look, yeah, listen, hey, just before you go too far, I mean, people had a, a, a like the people always have career trajectories in their mind, like. Chip Long's gonna be the next blah blah blah, you know, or whatever. And the next thing you know, you're like Sarkeesian. You're, you know, you're you get fired, and you're so who the hell knows? I mean, right? Just just enjoy the guy while you I'm got just, him. You don't need to I'm project saying, it. 
I think the ex- ex- the expectancy is a couple of years, right? Yeah. I so, mean, look, that's what you got from Lee. That's what you got from Elko. So I, yeah, and now right. Elko was a lateral move. Lee's moving was, up, and well, he was, he was a one-year one guy. But yeah, with with Freeman though, at least at least you know this: if he's out there dogging it on the trail, he's leaving you in good shape personnel-wise. You got to remember, like Notre Dame personnel, as much as people still bitch about it. Like they're like we our last podcast episode we went over like the 05 class which was like like 39th in the country, and he kind of chuckled about that. But you got to think, why did Urban Meyer not come to Notre Dame when he left Utah? It was because of the of how much more talent he had at Florida compared to Notre Dame. Well, that's all changed now. So whenever Brian yeah. Kelly decides to hang it up, because he's pretty much is is signing his own deal. You know, what I mean, he'll decide when he when he leaves at least the next time you go around, I'll go higher. There's, there shouldn't be that. There might not be the talent here to win right away. There's going to be a, a rebuilding situation. We got to go. We have to go off of that's all changed now. So Freeman's another Freeman's a guy for that example. That's going to keep putting talent onto that defensive side of the football, uh, which, you know, is just, it's important. It's important to have. So you can go and get a, a, you know, the next, the another next, DC on the rise. You know what is, I mean? Is, 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 De- is Denbrock still at UC? No, Denbrock. Yeah. Denbrock's still at UC. Yeah. Yeah. Is Chuck Martin still at Miami or did he get canned or what's no, what happened nope. to him? He's still at Miami. He's still at Miami. What do you think when oh, you oh, the triad? What do you think when you see Ohio state out kicking people's asses and you see Tony, uh, Alford on the screen, what goes through your mind? Like when you see him or, yeah, I mean, First of all, yeah, I think their, their running backs don't, their running backs don't suck. He's obviously yeah. a great coach. You I don't, know, like, I don't think uh, when I see Tony Alford uh, wearing the scarlet and gray and all that, I think there's probably not a better spot for him in the country other than maybe Alabama. And so he's living his best life. It, did, it, Charlie Weiss, did Charlie Weiss hire him? He was a holdover from Weiss, wasn't he? Yes. Yes. That's fucking insane. He's but got, although Weiss's problem wasn't offensive guys. I mean, it was the Corwin Browns of the world that were running your well, defense. It was, well, it was filling up a damn roster. Like, why, yeah, that, that too. Why, that's, Weiss's greatest asset to the program was just to fucking prove that you could go out and get top elite guys. Yeah. But what he failed to do was to fill it up correctly, getting depth along your offensive line. You know, all, all sorts of areas that, that he failed at, but he still proved that you could go out and get those guys if you work your ass off. Look, speaking of top elite guys, and, and since I have Jimmy Clausen in, in his limo uh, in my mind, fresh in my mind now, uh, what, Google knows me well enough to at least flash in my feed that Parker Boudreaux uh, is going to the world wrestling <laughs> something. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's t- let's, talking about elite talent. I mean, geez, we we got we had a pro wrestler. He's the he's Notre Dame's right. Yep, yep. It was at well, Carson Neutral, but still, I mean, it's you know, hey man, it's impressive. It, it would have been nice if it would have been uh, if he would have stayed at ND just for uh, for the show. Like he, he's been so far removed, I didn't even put. That's the type of story that uh, I should put up on the site. But he's been so far removed from Notre Dame that I was just like, so, I, so I did put the T Shepherd got arrested story up on the site. So I it, that's too bad. But, that's yeah, too bad. it was it was a rough, that was a rough um, video. 
who was the guy? Damn it. Oh man. I was totally blanking on his name. Uh, who was the O-line coach before he stand? He was also went to Ohio state. Um, Oh, Warner, Ed Warner. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So, so Ed Warner left and you're like, man, this is kind of a catastrophic thing. And they brought in, he stand, you know, he stand had obviously a tremendous run of O-line talent. Um, some of the, some of the best linemen you could probably ever in college football, he was, right? He was the, he was the closest version to Joe Moore that we're going to get without having and, lost. And, and when, and when he left, he party had to think similar to like uh, Clark Lee leaving, you're like, man, this is a catastrophic thing. You're like Diaco. You're like, geez, man, is the run the ball thing dead? You know, was this our best chance ever with he stand or was this our best chance to ever have a good defense when, you know, before Diaco, the, the vampire whisperer leaves, um, <laughs> you know, like, so, but you know, I'm watching this Williams kid run the fucking rock and I'm like, man, this dude is, he's better than no offense to Josh Adams, but like this dude is a legit five star. He's what everybody hoped Greg Bryant would be. Um, he's got the wiggle. He's got, he, he's got, dude, he's, he's got he all, looks like all around good back. And he's a and guy you greatest, should see playing on Sundays. One of the so the Clemson game was, was watching him pick up the blitz. That was, that I, I was excited about anything is there's a highlight uh, package put together of just Kyron Williams picking up the blitz. And it's amazing. Just stepping up and just destroying guys. But, but is he, and okay. And that gives credence, unfortunately to Kelly's, you know, oh, well, look, Greg Bryant can't play running back. Cause he can't pass protect. You're like, he's a fucking running back. You clown, put him in. Yeah. That, but, that but, does, that but, set us back on that. On yeah. That. But is Williams, but, but Williams success. I mean, is that a function of, I mean, he's obviously good. Was the line play up to like McGlinchey Nelson level? And if so, is it fair to say that he stand leaving was not as catastrophic as it looked uh, initially? Yeah. Okay. So their line was. Is it Jeff Quinn? Is he doing line now? Yeah. Yes. It's Quinn. It's Quinn. Yeah. Their O line was, was, was almost as good as, as what it was with McGlinchey and Nelson. I mean, look, no one's going to top, but nobody's as good as Q Nelson ever, ever. So he's an all time God, but I mean, just, but across the board, from one tackle to the next, this line was probably better than that last line that they were on. I mean, Jarrett Patterson at center, who's going to play left tackle for Notre Dame next year, but I said, he's probably the best center in the country before he got injured. But I mean, it was motherfuckers. Good. Uh, you know, Aaron Banks, Liam Eikenberg, Liam Eikenberg was, you know, a consensus all American, uh, you know, and had that type of year for Notre Dame. Robert Hainsey was a four year starter over that right tackle. You know, Kramer was the, was the highest rated of the bunch and might, might've been the biggest underperformer of the bunch, but he still was really fucking good. Notre Dame's yeah. offensive line was stellar. Now there was a big difference in, in scheme and technique or lack of technique from he stand to, to Quinn. And there was some, there were some concerns, you know, in that first year, but it seems like Quinn's, rec- you know, Quinn's recruiting chops are a little bit better than, than he stands. Like he stayed at his guys. He picked out his guys and he, and he could make them his guys and they would do great. It's a little bit different with Quinn going after a, a, some bigger fish out there in the sea. Uh, but, the, the, but they were getting similar results. I mean, they were in the running for the Joe Moore award, uh, it was yeah. basically them in Alabama, Alabama won it. And I have no problem with Alabama winning that award this year. That offensive line is fucking incredible. Uh, yeah. so, I mean, they deserved it, you know, absolutely. 
Uh, but that doesn't mean the Notre Dame is off. They had a great offensive line. But I mean, you lose a guy, you lose a coach to the NFL who everybody thinks is like one of the perennial like best. Oh, and, yeah. he, and he was, and he was, but at the same time, it's fair to say that Notre Dame, see, and that's a great thing, uh, at least for more, the program. more than a coach though. That, that was, the yeah, but it's more but, than just the old line coach. It was a, it was a kind of like a yeah, community type of cult. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the old and he said, which is you want those. Well, and, yeah. Well, fun. and because all those, all those crazy fuckers are, uh, you know, like people want to go play for him too. I mean, that reputation exactly. precedes him, precedes him clearly, but you know what? I mean, to, to know that they can at least go next man in on coaches. I mean, you know, that's the thing that they lacked prior to Kelly was just that, look, if you, when you have to replace somebody with Brian Van Gorder or like you have to make, you know, you have to put in Corwin Brown or when you got to do goofy shit because you have nobody. When Travis Thomas, your fucking running back has to move to a linebacker. Like those, those are the types of moves that are a, a little bit desperate. Whereas now, Hey, Elko leaves, you put in Lee, Lee leaves, you're bringing a guy from UC. He stand leaves. If you can go next man in with your staff, your player personnel, your GAs, your psychotherapist, chick, whatever, you know, like that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, that's at least a healthy place to be for the program. The question is now to me is like, okay, fine again, but you know, back to the, the, the YouTube video that McFly and I did 12 years ago, you know, you're now you're looking at Brian Kelly, who's the next Mac Brown sans title. Um, what is it? What is it? Dude, is it just, is it as simple as you need a five-star QB? What is the thing that gets them over the hump? Because now they've become either, they are either the best good team in America or the worst great team in America. That that's right. they square and right. it, that's it's no different it's, from the last day I stopped DVD and Notre Dame games or DVR in them and stopped giving a shit. It's like nothing's so, changed. I well, so what? I get to move the hop now. I don't know if there's a good answer because here. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, one of the uh, uh, one of the Barton Simmons, one of the big time recruiting analysts, you know, for twenty four seven national yep. guy, who yep. actually Clark Lee hired at Vanderbilt to be his director of. Uh, player development or player whatever. Personnel. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Great. That's hire, by the way, it was a, yep, absolutely. Oh, yeah. He knows all the high school guys, all the, he knows all the coaches. He's got the ends. Right. With He's everybody. From Tennessee. Yep. So yep. one of the, one of the things he said that, that really stood out to me and most of these guys, like, I don't think a whole lot of what they say, cause they're kind of hyping up their own recruiting product machine, you know, but yeah. what he said was wide receivers are now the new defensive linemen. Remember, remember 10 years ago when all the rage was all your five-star defensive linemen and yeah, what they right. do for the football and Alabama was killing it there. Right. And Notre Dame had, has a, and they still do have a tough time recruiting elite. Like they can still get a handful of guys, but year in and year out elite guys on the defensive line. Mike Elson is incredible in the way he develops these guys. And he's yeah. got that thing, that machine running. He, he, right. Yeah. He really, he's a, he's, but, he's really is a top notch. So encouraging thing is if the game is actually going to this more explosive thing, and that's, what's going to get you over the top. The encouraging thing for Notre Dame fans should be this Notre Dame hasn't had much. They haven't had major problems recruiting elite talent at wide receiver. They can get those guys and they've proved that they can get those guys. And so now it's just, it's just rewinding it back. And maybe it it is. I mean, if it is, you have to get a fucking gunslinger. 
You got to get Oh, my your- God. It's a good thing those Under Armour pants have elastic in them because Brian Kelly's probably got a chub from here to fucking Granger with thinking about the uh, missile launcher. The missile launcher <laughs> GIF is a GIF or GIF? I say GIF. Yeah, I say GIF. Just, I mean, I just, just like air that. it out. I mean, he's thinking Grand Valley, 50 pass attempts. All the shit that I crucified the guy for is exactly what he needs to do to win. But you're, <laughs> But you're right. You know, you got your, your Will Fuller's, your Equinemius St. Brown's, your, Michael dude, you remember Floyd. how, oh my God, Chris Brown was so solid. I mean, for, remember we used to call it first down Chris Brown. I mean, they've had, I mean, from solid guys like your Kamara's to elite and guys guy, and everything in between right now. It's yeah. just a matter of getting those guys. Like even Kevin Stefferson was an elite type of, did, he, get, did he, yeah. Did he get, yeah, he, he, did he, get the, he got the boot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he got the boot, but he's he, he's gonna be he'll be he'll get drafted. He's gonna get drafted. I guarantee it. Okay. Uh, Did he play this year or he's just sat uh, out of here? For Jacksonville State, I think. Okay. Um, uh, he, uh, Ian Book was working out with him out in California recently. Okay. It's like God, you know, if, you, if you're just gonna have Stefferson, that's like that's like our version of Devonta Smith in a way, you know, <laughs> you know what yeah, could have. Yeah. But yeah, there's it's difficult to say what's really gonna get Notre Dame over the hump. Because so many of the parts, they've had so many of those parts, but just not at the right time, like all together yeah. at once. Like if you just go back, you could like put, a, you can't say they can't do this or that because they got, they got fucking three buckets award winners. But look, I mean, to your and point, yeah. And look, and, and to your point, and, and Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, these are bu- buckets. This is, that's a fucking linebacker you running at. Yes. You. I mean, to your point about Charlie Weiss shattering the, the myth the, you know, the urban Meyer, uh, per- perpetuated myth, like Notre Dame can't recruit. I mean, you know, the Manti's, the Joe Schmitz, of course he was a walk on, but I mean like Jalen Smith's, you know, you got uh, Kavari Russell. Yeah. You mean like qu- quarterbacks, Hamilton safeties, D Lyman, everyone from, you know, Lewis Nix. The, to, biggest I mean, Weiss, the biggest knock on Weiss is, is the thing that's might be not might. It's the biggest thing that's probably holding them back is that, He's not, he, he's not like, he's not an urban Meyer on the recruiting trail. Now everyone will testify how great he is one-on-one with a recruit and then he's fucking lights out, but he's not, he has not put in that kind of effort like a Chuck Weiss or urban Meyer or, you know, or some of these elite style recruiters. And it's just like, that's what has everyone so fucking fired up and pissed off. It's like, if he just kicked it in a little bit harder on that, on that are side, you talking about Kelly? You said Weiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've pulled down. Weiss, I mean, like, I mean, good recruiting trail. So if Weiss, yeah, is, but look, I mean, he had Clawson. but they've got Gunner Keel. They've got, I mean, Jerkovich. They've, I mean, they've. There's no shortage of people who should pan out. Max Redfield was a fucking five star. You know, like, I mean, there. It, it for whatever reason, Mike Tyson in Italy. It, really? Yeah, there's a Mike Tyson uh, put on an Instagram post. Jude told me this uh, last night, uh, and I went and checked it out. And sure enough, so uh, Max Rudfield's over in Italy smoking Mike Tyson's homegrown weed. Yeah, well, Tyson's got a weed. I mean, Rudfield's in incredible shape yeah. too. He's a fucking yeah. Is he? Well, look, man. I mean, hey. Well, it's it's just it's an interesting it's an interesting time to be alive, man. 
Um, it's some people, some people say marijuana is uh, fights off COVID. Who knows? It might be a treatment. It may be a therapeutic, right? It's, you can have on one hand, you got hydroxychloroquine. On the other hand, you got the Chiba. I, who knows? I don't know, man. I don't know. Do you, do but, you take, do you take a syringe full of bleach or do you uh, take a uh, hit from the bong? Uh, I'll take I'll take the end for the bar. Please. Yeah. Well, look. I'm. Yeah. Right. Well, if it, your alternative, your alternative is the Chinese yeah. anal swab, I'll go with the. Uh, I'll go with. I'll go with the. I'll go with the rip. Yeah. I gotta ask this for we before we uh, wrap uh, okay. ourselves up here. So one of the things I've I I mean I probably have brought it up half a dozen times at least in the last year about Brian Kelly. It was something that you and uh, you and Martin uh, perpetuated. Here we and go. That's, so you need a you need a national championship at Notre Dame to get a statue. Like and Brian yeah, Kelly I mean, comes I, it feels but that way. You guys, yeah. But you guys suggested you guys had came down. You you he, Brian Kelly works. So what do you say? A ta- Martin, what my brother said, a tasteful he needs a tasteful yeah. display in the jack. <laughs> I, I have I have brought that up at least a half a dozen times where I believe that is absolutely something needs to be in the works now. So that's so that's taken care of because fucking Kelly deserves something. He I mean he just does. Uh, I, I I don't care how much you, anyone hates the guy. Uh, look look at the wins. Look at the winning percentage. Here look here, look, here you I think I, 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 I used to I used to hate I hate I used to talk. I used to I used to bombard the guy. I mean, I really I I've said mean things over the years. I, I feel bad, especially having coached at a pseudo high level or higher, higher certainly higher than that's, third and fourth grade, that's right? A state championship I mean, winning program, Wes. That's a yeah, high level. Look, yeah, right, right. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's it's dude, it's not easy, and it takes uh, all kinds of shit to fall your way, and and mo- moreover, the the anomalies and the uncertainty and just the, the flukiness of the COVID not knowing who who, you just lose your best receiver. Our kick, our punt returner is out for two weeks. You know, a guy, a guy's brother tests positive for COVID and he needs a quarantine. I mean, just like not being able to count on people, not knowing if you're going to play preparing blindly, like this shit's fucking impossible to do. And, you know, as hard as I am on uh, have been in the past on Kelly, like I do respect what he's done. I mean, he's he's in it and it's hard to say maybe he's doing the best. I mean, I think Oak actually posed this question one time before he went off Twitter and blocked me and whatever, you know, went went radio silent. But, you know, he, he posed a question like. Maybe this is just the best. And maybe it's not Brian Kelly's ceiling. Maybe this is just the best you can get at Notre Dame. You know, uh, maybe it is. I, I don't know. It, it's but, just a matter of can but Kelly's done. I mean, that? he's doing I mean, the guy's doing a, a, a consistent. He's a he's an above average performer now on a consistent basis. I mean, you can't. You know, I mean, it's and you have to have a, a plan. You know, we're like, oh, hire Ken Niamatsalolo, hire Les Miles. I mean, you're just like, whatever, do something different, shake it up. But I mean, you really do have to have a good alternative, and, and there, it doesn't seem like there are a ton. Even you look at Virginia Tech. Hey, hey Fuentes, this guy's having a great, you know, career at mid-major. Let's bring him in. There's, there is no 
There's no way to know, right? I mean, so maybe he's maybe, but so I think he's doing a good job. What does he need to do to get a statue? God, man, I don't know. I, I don't know that you give him one just for having consecutive ten win seasons. Maybe you b- put another fucking bench out there on the loop next to Moose, and you just that's, have that's him what like, I was at. Maybe that's you have him. At. Yeah, you maybe you <laughs> yeah maybe maybe you have a like a yeah, some maybe just something you know I don't know something. I don't he, need, he deserves I don't know what he, right yeah all right, hey you know what he needs all right there's a fucking picture out on the internet's. Um, from probably what it would it be the fucking Alamo bowl or the, the sun bowl with the boots, with the boots the sombrero. Yeah, yeah, dude, he's got, he's not wearing a sombrero. <laughs> he's just, he's not wearing a sombrero, but he's, he's got, got his the, leg. The He's got one leg up on a bench and he's in, he's flexing his fucking cowboy. He's flexing his cowboy boot. Make a statue of bronze, Brian Kelly flexing his fucking, uh, his, his cowboy (laughs) with his, just his leg up on one of those benches down the way from moose. That's what he needs. That's what he gets. That's what he needs right now. That's That's, what he has in a picture. And 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 a, in a sun bowl trophy in the background, you know, I mean, it was one of his crowning achievements. Um, hey, the, I don't the, know. The dog shit out of Miami. That's well, he did, whatever yeah. old school. That, 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 loves, was, right? that was, that was that his first year. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so Robert Hughes. That's so long ago. They had all that bad shit go on that season. And then he goes on oh, that run. And that, that was the, my, ends, that ends was the my players, his players year, right? Because yeah, there's a yeah. picture of Sierra Wood and Robert Hughes, both kissing the Sun Bowl trophy, which is in bla- which is just ingrained in my memory. Uh, yeah. Man. Yeah. So they went on that. And they didn't, and they didn't have the to vacate and they didn't have to vacate that one. Like they did the, the magnificent pinstripe bowl. Yeah, that's that, that's an unfortunate. Uh, good thing though, you can still pick up some quality gear on eBay of the pinstripe. <laughs> I, dude, I got a pinstripe bowl shirt. I can't take that I one away. I should have dug down deep and just bought that John Bontalus, uh pinstripe bowl ring. Oh, the I ring, yeah. That would yeah. Be. No, I, I think a bronze. I think a bronze that you know maybe something out there like uh, what is there's like a like a greenhouse or something just just to the east of. Um, so like the North entrance to the stadium, if you're looking at touchdown Jesus and then off to the right there, there's like a greenhouse or some, some building that's got some glass shit up on top and the corner of the Jacks right there. There's usually a hot dog stand or something, put a fucking bench right there next to the bike rack and Kelly with his one leg up and his pant leg, (laughs) his cowboy boot. That's a great fucking spot. See, There's another picture though, from that, from that same game. Where he's got the sombrero on and a poncho and sunglasses with his arms out, <laughs> like he like he was uh, uh, well, in Three Amigos. Did, it's yeah, fucking fa- it's a fantastic. Yeah, he was having that, a blast, man. He had a blast do, out in El Paso. If you if you do that, then you're gonna have to have him like standing next to uh, Swar. You're gonna have to Braun Swarbrick too, then, because those guys are like uh, you know. Yeah, I know. I mean, I mean and it, most it, major it, programs are going to be that way. You're going to have it's your the lo- it's the loner, it's the lone ranger and silver at that point. I mean, yeah, you kind of got to have like Jack, like Neil, like in the background, like he's like. <laughs> <I don't laughs> you said Neil, and I was like, hold on now, come on, this is a family show. <laughs> so, all right, well, yeah, as long I mean, as long as you can, as long as you can capture the real essence of clear glasses with bronze. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Well, they did it with Holtz, right? Holtz wearing glasses and, uh, on his, his, uh, 
Yeah, but he didn't have translucent tortoise shell, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. So it's got so Kelly's got a contract infinitum, right? I mean, he can just he'll retire whenever he feels yeah, I was, like. So I was gonna so I was gonna say that too. So his contract right now, I believe, runs through 2024 uh, after this last extension. I, I think it's I think that's what it is. So Kelly bought him and his wife bought a double lot about two. Blocks <laughs> I thought you were gonna say a double wide. I was like, hell yeah, man! Yeah. Oh, yeah, the right next to uh, right next to Hannah's Hannah's uh, foundation. It's a meth up, you know. They they got the two liter bottle. So you know, they bought a double lot. They got special permission to do it. They're building a big new house just a couple blocks away from from campus. Uh, it's, okay. a, it's a nice little spot over there. Yep. Anyways, so hopefully next to the golf course. So to that point. He's there to stay. You know, you, you don't do all that shit to like pack up and leave. He's there to stay. So his contract runs through 2024. I think at least myself, I think Kelly stays probably a couple years past. He'll get another like three or four year contract extension and then coach another. I think like probably 2026 is probably his last year. Uh, it's it's oh, what I'm projecting. Yeah. Who, who knows? So that's like another five years of, of Kelly. So he, he's, he's already putting his stamp on the program, like history wise. I'm like, he's, he's, he's crawling up there and wins. He's, he's going to leave with the most wins in Notre Dame history. Yeah. Uh, it, it, so it, there's all sorts of stuff. You can't like just sweep him under the rug, like a Tyrone Willingham or a Bob Davis. Yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. No, no, no question. I mean, there, he doesn't deserve, he doesn't deserve the, the vitriol that, that, that Lionel Roney Willingham for sure in Davy, but that we're all guilty of, right? Because I mean, in two, oh, in listen, dude, I am the I well, cousin Jimmy, cousin JJ is the true ringleader, but I'm I'm oh, the Pied Piper to his madness. Yeah, no, I mean, it's well, dude, the guy went four and eight. He shouldn't even have had a job the next year, but he did. No. And whatever. But as soon so, as they, it, I, it was after the NC NC State game. Actually, still while it's going on. I went on like Facebook live and I went on a fucking like 10 minute rant, just killing Kelly and demand, you know, demanding his firing him. This is not blah, 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 blah. But once that season was over, that disastrous piece of shit season was over with. And it was obvious that Notre Dame was not going to fire him and, and, and go a different direction. I, I had to like separate that part of it. I could no longer be like fire him because like they're not going to. So I'm just like shouting into the void. I can't do what I'm doing, uh, you know, like on the site or even as a fan. It's like, well, they fucking have them. Uh, do you let's see what happens? Do you, do you remember we were playing a Prodigy Firestarter? I mean, our our podcasts oh, were, were so, our podcasts were so fucking negative and so, and so violent. But, I mean, how just, could they not that season? We lost to Duke. I mean, what do you expect? Oh seven was was worse than sixteen, by far. Way worse team. But but sixteen might have been more frustrating because they weren't as bad. Because they were just, why are you losing these fucking games? Yeah, right. You know, or or losing to Duke, and as I'm sitting there in the in the press conference, and you know. 15 feet away from Kelly and he's defending Brian Van Gorder to us. And we're all looking around. He's saying how good of a job he did. We're all looking around like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then less than 24 hours later, he shook it. It's like, this season's on fucking fire. Is that, that eight and four should have been a nine and three at worst. That's, 
that's what kind of talent was on that was on that squad. It was just it was just a giant show. So, but all right. So look, let's say he's got another five years. What, what do you think that? So their record in the, the next five years is like fifty-one and five, and a couple of little playoff there's, losses, and like no, whatever. There's no reason to think that That's there's going to be some kind of drop off from from the ten wins. Yeah, like, I don't, yeah. They I should. There shouldn't be. There's no yeah, reason no, to there shouldn't. That it'll dip down. But there's a, but there's, but at the, on the same token, there's no reason to believe that they're going to drop from a, a consistent 10, 10 you know, double digit win program down to like five, seven or eight wins. But is there also that doesn't seem like there's any reason to believe that they're like a thirteen and zero squad either? I exactly. so you know yes. no, I, so, I, so I, you just I think this you can have in this you you can have a enjoy miracle. enjoy your dividend paying microsoft stock you know it's great i mean it's performing it's just, just not you can the have a miracle flying season. thing out there yeah but it's it's harder than it was in in like in 2000 the playoff is no fucking joke cuz it ain't just one it ain't one game you got to play it's fucking two i mean yeah. so you might be you might be able to pull one out of your ass in 2012 how close were we to playing kansas state I mean, Notre Dame should have a national championship if Kansas State didn't. If only we would have played that other that shittier team, it would have been great. Yeah. Well, that, um, but that's where. But but it's the, it's honest to God truth though, right? Like if Notre Dame plays Kansas State, they beat Kansas State, and mm-hmm. they and they're, so Brian Kelly has a national championship, and then everything else could be the same afterward. It wouldn't be because Kelly probably would have gone to the NFL, and they're out of the. But I, but what I'm saying is is that. It was right there. Like there was enough luck involved with the playoffs. Now there's a lot of the luck of the, of the college football season kind of gets thrown out of the window. And if they expand the playoffs, which they probably will, which I think they should go back to the fucking PCS style stuff anyways, but if they expand the playoffs, it's going to take even more skill and less luck in that as well. You know, so it, it's going to, it's only going to get harder for teams other than Alabama, Clemson and Ohio state, who are just stacking talent. Georgia is in that stacking talent, but the other, they keep hiring these fucking, I, I mean, Charlie Weiss could do the same job. Kirby smart does. Yeah. I mean, see there. And that's, you know, like, look, I mean, if, have, I mean, yeah, get over their before, home too. They haven't won a national championship since fucking nineteen. Look for, for all the shit I talked about Brian Kelly over the years. I mean, anybody that wanted to make a counterpoint, all they have to say is look, Georgia fans didn't like Mark Richt. Mark Richt is is the Southern Baptist version. I don't know if he's bad. He's the Southern version of Brian Kelly, right? You know, like he's a little more feathered hair and a little less in the gut, but otherwise he's he is BK. And you guys ran his ass out of town for for the most whiz bang DC from Alabama. Great, what's that got you? Nothing, you know, because you still got to go. You still got to go through Alabama. They played in a national championship game and it came down to the wire, you know, to that, that, that toss from Tua to win it, yeah. but you still didn't yeah. win the damn thing. I mean, yeah. regardless of how and why they still haven't won a national championship. Georgia is always, hey, considered look, whether, whether you, whether you lose by one in overtime or you get boat raced out of the gym by 20, you know, whether you're Clemson this year or Georgia, whatever the hell that, you know, like, it doesn't matter. Like you're runner up. So that the people, people remember who won the title. That's it. So, yeah. And, and, and similarly, you know, whether you get blown out in the first round by two or 20, I mean, yeah, okay. You, you played a playoff game and you didn't win. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's an interesting thing. I mean, it's, it's funny because I'm very removed. 
I, I watched like the first half of the Duke game this year. I missed a bunch of regular season games. I saw the Clemson Did you watch any game. Navy? Did you watch any Navy? Did they play Navy this year? No. Thank God. Oh. Oh, did I watch any Navy games? No, I, did, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, your boy, Coach Ken, still out there. Is he? I'm. I mean, he he's on the he's on the down. He's on you, the worst thing. The ask, worst. You want me to ask if you still had your your Navy hoodie? I don't. I never had a hoodie. I got a, a Under Armour uh, Navy shirt. Um, oh, but um, I thought it was a hoodie. Yeah. yeah, those polyester shirts, though, man. They, they, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of them. Uh, I'm more of a natural cotton wool type person myself, but. Yeah, you know what? I mean, the worst thing they did was join a conference because their gimmick is no longer unique, right? I mean, Notre Dame always had had them figured out. Army, Navy, that you play everybody else, and and you know, like nobody knows what the hell to expect, right? Um, you start playing Temple every year, and they got you dialed in, just like in. So, and, uh, I, no, I really I haven't watched much football. Well, your, I watched your boy. Your, well, your boy, Coach Ken, for the first game of the season. I, I believe it was their first game. They played BYU and BYU absolutely fucking boat raced them. And Navy looked like a junior high team. Yeah. No, they got better, but uh, they didn't do any kind of contact. Like, yeah. That's, yeah that's a good, I mean, like, again, practice, I mean, what, look, what Notre Dame did the, uh, just to bring it back, you know, we don't just to bring it back and we'll put a nice little bow on it here just to bring it back to Notre Dame specifically this year. But we'll, you know, we'll use Navy as a segue in my experience coaching high school. This COVID threw a fucking monkey wrench into everything. Do you just had no clue what to expect? Can our guys have contact? You know, can we hit bags? Do we have to wipe our bags down with Clorox after we hit them? Um, you know, can everybody's got their own water bottles and they're spread. It's just, there's so much goofy. We didn't use a fucking locker room the entire season because we didn't want to have everybody inside in the same place in the, in the event that one person uh, got sick, you'd have to say that everybody was in the same room and your whole team's out, you know, could, did, did Navy have contact? Did Notre Dame, like what anybody accomplished this year in light of the circumstances is remarkable. And what Notre Dame accomplished this year and the fact that they played their schedule that Swarbrick apparently got half the damn country to play football when the big 10 was running away like a bunch of bitches. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, that's my understanding. I, I again, I, I'm not, I, I don't watch ESPN. I don't listen to talk radio. I don't, I have no offense. I haven't looked at a blog in six, you know, nine months. The last thing I did for Notre Dame was I listened to you and Jude talking on uh, uh, one foot down podcast, like before the season, because I was curious if they were actually going to play college football this year. Other than that, I have we no didn't clue. Know. We, yeah, yeah, we didn't no, know. I, I was, just wanted to listen. I just was like, I'm curious to what your speculation is, but like anything that anybody did this year it, it, in light of the circumstances is pretty damn remarkable that Notre Dame got 11 or 12 games in is amazing. And, and kudos to them for getting, you know, again, I mean, Bama's got Bama shit going, you know, <laughs> Clemson's Clemson. You got to <laughs> figure something out to beat those guys. It's not fun being the fifth best team in the nation or the fourth best team in the nation year in and year out. But hey, you're at least you're not Purdue. You know, I mean, like, what? Well, so I don't know, but I don't, but that's not good enough for most Notre Dame fans. It wasn't good enough for me. It wasn't enough for me to stay engaged in creating, you know, shows or what, you know, right. 
it just so I don't know what it is to get over the hump. But but back to the point. Look, hey, Navy didn't have contact. They didn't know what the hell to do. They came out to their first game. They got apparently smoked, right? Because nobody knows. Right. And so if 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 you figured out how to run a practice consistently to keep your players separated consistently to keep them healthy to fudge i don't want to say fudge your testing results but hey look maybe this guy's got allergies maybe he didn't have uh covid i don't know we didn't test him because he you know he thought he had asthma whatever it is like adapt and overcome and and to notre dame's credit and brian kelly's credit i'll give him some they found a way to next man in their season. They found a way to next man in their DCs, their, you know, their staff, their whatever. I, who, who's the, who's the guy after book now? Is there any, has any meaningful time? I mean, yeah, like, we, the, we got one. We got a transfer. We got a, a Wisconsin quarterback coming in. Jack Cohn. Oh shit. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go, that's, man. That's my, it's it's really between he, him and, and he this. might be the next Russell Wilson. Who the hell knows? Well, no. we doubt that, but <laughs> but well. he, it's definitely there was a plan in place to buy Notre Dame to replace Book, and so this is their plan. And so you just kind of have to sit back and see how that works out. Uh, you know, it was it's either that or a true freshman probably in Tyler Buckner, and he's probably not ready yet. He didn't even have a season. He didn't have a senior year in California because he didn't have high school football. So you're yeah. not, are you going to him to the fucking wolves? Uh, probably isn't the smartest thing. Go ask Charlie Weiss uh, how that works out, worked out for him. Um, and, uh, you know, so they, they had a plan. They went out and got this, this Wisconsin quarterback who's used to team, his team running the football, having big offensive linemen. And he's got a, he's not, he doesn't have the a strongest arm in the world, but he's got a good enough arm and has enough balls to throw downfield to some of our, you know, our better speedier wide receivers. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Well, I mean, yeah, we, I, we've, I seen, I, we've seen Brian Kelly do, do well when we're, when there's less expectations, you know what I'm saying? Like, like 2012 came out of nowhere is, is, is we're, just one. We're, all right. So we're at 2021 right now. I let, let's regroup in 2026. Yeah. Um, that that's whatever whatever that Florida game just got scheduled for like 2032. That was in my that was in my uh, Google feed as well, right? So Parker <laughs> Boudreaux, uh, something about Kim Kardashian and Notre Dame scheduled a game with Florida in like th- three light years from now, um, you know, and some lady had Legionnaire's disease and her arm fell off or something. That that, that was that was the gist of my Google feed. But no, look, so let's regroup in five years again. I mean, so I left a three, two, two or three years ago saying Notre Dame's hit their ceiling. You're a very nice 10 to 11 wins teams, you know, season and team. And they're still there. After a couple of years, no, nothing has changed. We had a we had a we had a Alabama death bucket this year, but so did everybody, right? You know, well, Notre Dame so. held them to the lowest amount, lowest point total uh, all season. Yeah, <laughs> like, but you know what? I mean, Bama it was, fans. It was would, a death bucket, but, but yeah, but look, you know, but look, Bama fans would say what Notre Dame, you know, what what you say about the the ACC game, like. 
Well, look, we knew that even if we got smoked in the ACC championship, we'd still make the playoffs. Bama fans will be like, well, look, we knew if we only beat Notre Dame by 10 instead of 10 hundred, you know, that we're still going to the title game. So, you know, like whatever, uh, maybe, maybe it matters. Maybe it doesn't, but either way, let's regroup in five years. That'll be, that'll be, uh, so you, anybody out there with the prop, but, but bet, you know, tires, we'll, we'll wrap this whole, who knows? Maybe, maybe yeah. I'll quit. Maybe I'll quit everything then. After Kelly, hey, I just got the fact that you're at the same blog is pretty fucking amazing to me. I mean, you, your, your track record of hopping blogs was, was let's be honest, not the best. Uh, well, hey, so I, I had, I had a career path. In place. <laughs> yeah. Right. I just had, yeah. to get, had to get to where I wanted to, where uh-huh. I wanted to be at. So yeah, I'm there. Where you're, I'm you're, 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 the, you're the Mike Elko of, of bloggers. So, you know, d- you dial know, back. Well, your, I, mean, uh, I might, I might've, I might've left a, a torch trail behind me a little bit more than Mike Elko. Uh, wait, wait. But, well, just dial your, just dial your ambition back a little bit, buddy. No. So look, and, you know, and, and I think it's fair I to say how, <laughs> Hey man, 78 million for my head coach. What do you want? So, all right. So look, uh, yeah, that's a good ROI. They've got A and M. What they get locked out of the uh, playoff by? They didn't. Notre Dame took their spot, right? Is that what they think? So, that, well, yeah. I mean, they got boat raced by Bama, so it's yeah. just like and, the and what Notre Dame got boat raced by. So yeah. Well, well look, all right. So how, however many years it is between now and the next show that I'm on, let's just say the number of years times like ten point five should be the wins. Yeah, so no, you know, no titles and like you know whatever. Two two years from now, we're it's like twenty two and three, and you know it's Notre Dame is still the fourth best team in the country. They're the they're the best good team in America, or they're the worst great team. Pick pick your pick your poison. And by some by, by some miracle, Notre Dame does the unthinkable and wins a national championship. I don't even know what I'm going to have a plan for that one. I have no idea. I like thinking about it. I, I, hey, I, yeah. I like you. You remember the night you remember 2012. Remember how, the, remember, the, remember our, remember our excitement, the highest, the highest I've ever been as a Notre Dame I, fan ever. The highest I've ever been the, the, the summit, the pinnacle for me was, was, um, when they got, when they got, uh, was it Kansas State two, beat Oregon? When Kansas State yeah, beat Oregon, there was two nights. Yeah, there was that right. night when no. they became number one. Yeah, when they be, when losses. they yeah when they and became there was number. the USC win at the end of the season. I mean, it, well, after that that night we became number one. That was when you and I were both trashed trying to debate how the hell we were going to get up to South Bend to see Grace all lit up. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, our cooler heads prevailed, and we didn't uh, decide to travel illegally. I I actually but, I actually cried that night when Notre Dame became number one. Oh, it's a fucking that's, great moment. It, yeah, it was, that's it probably. Was that, <laughs> I think I of mean, all the terrible shit that's happened since then, that, and I, that's probably still the last. <laughs> still the last time I cried. But after they beat USC and we had it locked in, twelve and zero. That was great. And <laughs> undefeated, yeah. and yep. hadn't, you know, had, had no idea yeah. what was in store for us in Miami with Alabama. But that was that month leading up to that was as hopeful and as good as I felt about Notre Dame as ever in my life. I mean, 93, yeah. I was, we were what you, we were both 15 in 93. And you know what? And the whole, and the whole thing was built uh, on a foundation of bullshit. I mean, 
you know, from, from there, I mean, Manti's getting, Manti's getting, Manti's getting catfished and Kelly's interviewing with the Eagles and the Diaco's leaving and the whole thing's a fucking farce. And it's (laughs) yeah, January, 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, man, happy Chinese new year. Um, it is, uh, we're an hour and 20 minutes away from the year of the ox. So happy Chinese new year to you, my friend. Get, get you some hard work in ox. All right, man, we're going to let you go. You hey brother. Good to talk to you, man. Anytime you need someone to bring you down a little bit, just let me know. <laughs> we still, we still got to get our, we still got to get our drinks in. I know. I know, man. Well, Hey, listen, if you wondered where I've been, wait till the next time you see me, I look like I've been living in a cave in Afghanistan. I got a ponytail. I got a, uh, I got a, I got a beard. Dude, <laughs> I look like the caddy from happy Gilmore at this point. <laughs> I have not let, I have not left the basement in like 19 months, man. It's fucking amazing. I, I, all I am is fatter. I had, <laughs> Still, I, I, I just, I've, I'm too, I was 265. I was able to get down to 256. Uh, but yeah, I'm a big boy. All right. Hey, hey, Jeff, Jeff Quinn's going to be knocking on your door here pretty soon. I'll, I'll take a wealthy one. offer a scholarship to one of my sons. I'll, I'll take All right, man. Hey, keep All fighting right. the good fight. Go Irish. Uh, keep that one foot down there, brother. All right, love you, bro. And everybody, right. thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. And again, get your ass over to Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating review. Uh, everything that you leave on a review, we will read on the next OFD podcast. Go Irish. Peace.